Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am about to go live on Instagram to talk about the release of my very first online course, The Secure Entrepreneur, which is launching today. I am so, so excited for it. So let me hop on right now. I don't know if you guys can hear, my neighbor got this puppy and it's just howling and crying, which I'm confused because she's technically home with it. So I don't know what's going on. All right. I still got to figure out a good setup for double recording. Let's see. All right. Let's try that. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tea Live. Happy Wednesday. Cheers to you. Cheers to taking time to come home to yourself today to show up. If you're watching this live or the replay or listening to it on the podcast or watching it on the YouTubes, wherever you are tuning in from, thank you for joining. I am so, so, so excited for today's live because I'm going to be talking all about my new course that is officially live today. If you were on the wait list, you should have received an email, I believe at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Um, And if you are on my regular mailing list, you will also have received an email where you can purchase it for 444. And if you're on the wait list, it's 4222. So I want to talk today about this course, my why behind it, why I'm so excited about it and how it can literally transform your life, which is why I created it for you guys. All right. So as always, let's start by just taking a grounding breath to settle into this moment. So wherever you are, if you're able to close your eyes, put a hand on your heart, taking a deep breath in, just noticing how your breath is feeling in this moment. Noticing if your breath is shallow or deep and beginning to deepen it with each inhale and exhale. Maybe sighing it out. Noticing any thoughts coming up. Noticing any emotions, any sensations in the body. Noticing any resistance to being in your body, even just resistance to taking a deep breath. Noticing any desire to avoid or numb or distract or fidget or move. And now together, let's take three long deep breaths. So starting with the first one, breathing all the way in. And release. Then again. One more. And just noticing how that feels as you start to slowly come back. Good morning to those who have joined since opening my eyes. 
<sighs> okay, so let's dive in. So when you hear the word secure entrepreneur, I want you to notice what comes up for you. So what comes up for you in your body, what thoughts arise, what sensations happen in your body. So when we are entrepreneurs, which if you are listening to this, I assume you may be, or maybe you are looking to become one, basically an entrepreneur is anyone who wants to be their own boss, own their own business and run their own show. So if you are an entrepreneur listening to this, you know that when with the, even the idea of starting a business can feel really, really scary. So when we actually start a business, maybe we're starting a new business, maybe we're starting our very first business, wherever you are at, when we're starting anything new, our nervous systems register that new thing is something foreign and a potential threat. So our nervous system's job is literally to keep us safe and help us stay in survival mode, which does not allow us to lead a very joyful life. Because if we're always in survival mode, we're always acting like a bear is chasing us, even when there's no bear in sight. And so it's our jobs to literally train our nervous system to only respond in survival mode when it needs to be and to not when it doesn't need to be, which like 99% of the time, it doesn't need to be. So it will bring up all of our survival responses. Now, why is this? Because starting a business or building a business or the idea of starting one, wherever you're at, it puts you in a position where you are at risk for things that your nervous system registers as danger judgment from others, people not getting it, maybe invalidation, people uh, comparing, people saying like, oh, that's unrealistic, or you can't do that, or whatever their own beliefs are that they're projecting onto you. And so you have to be safe enough to actually hold on clear to your own truth, your own beliefs, your own vision to move the needle forward, knowing that it's going to trigger people. It's going to make people judge. We have such a fear of judgment. And the reality is, is that people will judge. And so we can just accept that you will receive judgment. You will receive people's projections. You will receive criticism. If we can just accept that from the get-go, then we can move forward in our businesses, understanding that if that's a given, and that has nothing to do with us, it's not our responsibility, we can't control that, then what can we control? We can still do what actually feels aligned and authentic to us. Because if you're going to get judged anyway, whether you do the thing or you don't do the thing, you might as well choose the option that allows you to experience joy, connection, safety, freedom, abundance, magic, all the things that you want to feel in your life. If you stay small and you don't do the thing because of fear of all those other things with other people, and they're still going to do it anyway, they're going to judge you. If you don't start it, they're going to, right? Because judgment is a protector. So when other people are judging you, that is their own way of feeling safe. It helps them avoid looking at their own shit. And so if we can chalk it up to this is a, a protector and yes, it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of that, 
and you get to choose how to relate to it. Are you going to get small or are you going to come home to yourself and stay true to yourself and continue on? If you're going to receive it anyway, you might as well choose the option that leads you to feeling how you want to feel and creating what you want to create in your life. Because too many people in this world will go their entire lives and end up on a deathbed looking back and realizing that they allowed fear to literally suck the joy out of their lives, to suck the magic, the possibility, the opportunity, everything that they had in their soul, but fear got in the way. So as I tell my clients, we feel the fear and we do it anyway. We don't bypass the fear. We don't pretend we're not scared. We are human. We're allowed to be scared. It makes sense that we would be scared. So we feel the fear. So how do we feel the fear? We notice when fear comes up, we take a deep breath in. We notice where that sensation of fear lives in the body. Is it a tight chest? Is it sweaty palms? Is it a pit in your stomach? Putting your hand wherever that sensation is and allowing space to actually feel it without moving away from it without distracting from it, literally just feeling the fear, noticing if it moves, noticing if it gets heavier or softer, just being a gentle observer of that sensation. And when you're a gentle observer of that sensation, that sensation no longer has control over you. You get to be the leader of that sensation. You get to observe it as it moves through your body. If you ignore that sensation, it will run your behavior. It will run your thoughts. It will run your decisions. It will run your life. And you will be so asleep to it that you're banging your head against the wall being like, why am I still stuck? Why am I still miserable? Why am I still unhappy? Why am I still broke? Why am I still addicted? Why am I still feeling this way? And so we have to allow space to feel the fear and when we do, and when we allow it to soften, we then feel even just a little bit safer to go take that inspired action step. Or the fear might not soften. And it is your job to practice discerning, is this fear not softening because I'm actually in danger? For example, if you want to go live, I remember the first time I ever went live, <clears throat> I was in my business coaching program. And my business coach was like, you got to start doing lives. And I was like, what the fuck do I go on a live for? Like, what do I talk about? Like, I was so new. I had no idea what to talk about. So the first time I ever went live, I was like outside of a cafe. <laughs> I remember this day so clearly. It was right before a hot yoga class. I was like in my boyfriend's like sweatshirt. My hair was a crazy mess. And you guys know I show it with my hair a mess all the time. But like, there was just something so innocent and sweet about this version of myself. I was just like, okay, I'm going to come live and figure out what to talk about. And I felt fear, but that would be an example of, okay, is this fear trying to protect me from something actually dangerous? So a bear chasing me, you know, getting into an accident, uh, getting murdered, like are these actual threats? Or if I go live and worst case scenario, I stumble on my words or I get judged or I don't know what to talk about. Will I still survive? Yes. So that's a type of fear that you say, okay, this fear is just going to be here and we can make space for it. We can acknowledge that it's here. We can accept it. And we're going to do the thing anyway. I used to get so nervous public speaking in school for school presentations. My voice would shake. It would sound like I'm crying. 
it was in front of the boy that I had a crush on. And so I was even more nervous and I was like reading my paper and I was like, ah, and the fear never softened. It just continued and continued, but I just had to get through it. I remember one time in science class, I literally skipped a whole part of the presentation because I was so eager <laughs> for the presentation to be over because I was so fucking nervous that I was like, we just got to skip it. We got to just get through it. And the more you do something, right, the more you do your public speaking, the more you do it, your body learns, oh, worst case scenario, your voice shakes, you're still alive. Worst case scenario, someone laughs at you or judges you, you're still alive, right? Like we internalize so much. We take on so much that is not ours. If someone laughs at you for stumbling in a presentation, that's not very kind of them, right? And so that doesn't have to mean anything about you. It just means that that person's not being very kind. And God bless his, his soul that chooses to respond that way. That's very sad. So the point is you do something enough times and it doesn't feel as scary. So I want you guys to think about where you're at in your business. Are you just starting? Are you two years in? Are you, you know, not even started yet, but you have an idea percolating or you feel this calling of your soul to do something? And I want you to notice what is the fear? What does the fear say? What are you actually afraid of? And if you're tuning in live, I'd love to hear in the comments, drop in the comments. What are you actually afraid of? What are some fears that come up for you? And let's just bring them forth. Let's bring them to the light. Let's normalize them. Let me validate that for you because it is so normal to feel fear. And when we think we're feeling fear and that means we shouldn't do the thing, we block ourselves. We get in our own damn way. Whereas if we just normalized, yeah, fear is going to be here. And that doesn't mean that what I'm going to do is wrong or not in alignment. If you feel clear that it's in alignment, that's all you need to know. When you have that clarity and you feel like it's in alignment, then that's all you need to know. And you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Okay, so we have fear of failing, being judged, and fear of trolls and judgment. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've experienced some of my first trolls and it's not fun, but I'm still alive. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the first fear. Fear of failing. So if you guys know me, you know that I don't actually believe in failure. I believe that it is a just like many things in our society, a social construct to imply certain things that are right or wrong. Like you do it, you get an A on your test and that's passing, you get an F that's failing, right? So technically, yes, you can fail on a test and that's a score, but in terms of doing things more like subjectively that are not on a grading scale, I don't actually believe it's possible to fail. I think failure is something that we've been taught as a way to be really fucking hard on ourselves because society has not been the best cheerleader of us making our dreams come true, let me tell you. <laughs> so failure is something that we absorbed this concept of during childhood in society of like, if you don't do something the way that I want you to do it, and by I, I mean your parents, your society, your you know, TV, media, whatever you're absorbing as a child, then you're a failure. I don't believe any human being can be a failure. I believe that we're human. And so what is failure? It's this perceived notion that we've done something wrong 
and that we're a failure because of it, that we didn't do it right. But how fucking boring would life be if we always did something right? And also who's actually saying what's right and what's wrong? Yes, there are very clear, concrete examples of like, you know, right and wrong, right? Like hurting someone is wrong or killing someone is wrong or, you know, whatever. But like um, right and wrong is so subjective. It's what feels right or wrong to you. So if you're not listening to yourself and you do something that you you don't want to do, you could say, oh yeah, I was wrong for doing that because it didn't feel aligned, but it doesn't even necessarily mean you're wrong. It just means that that you did something out of alignment and there's a reason why you did something out of alignment. I imagine it had to do with safety because it always goes back to safety. So how do you define failure? Because when we make mistakes as humans, that is how we grow. That is how we learn. That is how we learn to feel safe, to be with shame that comes up when we do something out of alignment. And the more we can be with shame without making that shame mean anything about us, the more powerful we will be in our lives and our businesses as leaders of our inner child, of our businesses, of all of it. So who's to say what failing means? you literally get to decide what that means to you. For me, there's nothing in my business that I could do that that would make me fail. I've fucked up. I've made so many mistakes. I've done things wrong, wrong, right? I've made mistakes. I didn't do things the right way. I did math wrong when I was adding up stuff for my retreat. I um, you know, I'm a human in a human relationship with my clients. So there will be times that I fuck up with clients or I don't guide them in the best way that I could have. And all of that is learning. To me, the only part that could be considered failure is if you waste that opportunity to learn, if you waste that mistake and just beat yourself up and don't actually use it as an opportunity to grow and learn because that is why we fall so that we can learn how to pick ourselves back up. That's why we make mistakes so that we can learn from them. So failure isn't actually real. What's real is making mistakes, is learning, is taking messy and perfect action. And you get to decide how to relate to that. So if you're starting a business and you're saying, okay, failure would mean that no one will sign up for my course, right? Like let's say I'm launching this course today and no one signs up. Does that mean it was a failure or does that mean that I can stay, I can choose how to relate to it and stay so deeply connected to how this course can help people and my why of creating it and my belief in it that I'm safe to surrender the timing, release control over the timing and trust that it will get in the right hands of people that need it in whatever perfect divine timing is meant to be. So maybe I don't sell this course for a whole year, but then the second year I sell it to a thousand people. Would that be a failure? No, it would be surrendering to what, what timeline is actually meant to be because Time is an illusion. That's another lie we've been sold. Time doesn't actually exist. It's a created concept to organize our days and our lives. But in the quantum field, time doesn't actually exist. So we try and figure things out logically in our heads of like, oh yeah, I'll do this and then I'll do this and then my business will do this. And it's like, we cannot control it. All we can control is taking our daily inspired action. 
What can I do today to move the needle forward? So my daily inspired action today is showing up here and talking to you guys about this course, sharing it with the world, letting, letting people know about it. Because how are people supposed to buy anything and know about anything that could really help them if you don't share about it? You're like depriving the people of what could help them. And that's what you're doing by allowing fear to stop you from actually taking those steps towards your business because people need your gifts. People need your medicine. People need your wisdom, your unique you-ness. There is only one you in the world. So if you're an artist and you're like, well, there's a million other artists, they can just get art anywhere else. There's only one you, there's only one your type of art. If I'm a healer and I'm like, oh, there's other healers in this coaching space or, you know, there's other therapists in this coaching space. So I'm not going to show up, but there's only one me, right? And I have my own unique experience, my own unique medicine, my own unique wisdom. I had a reading once that said that I'm such an old soul that my job in this lifetime is to bring in all the wisdom from all the many lifetimes I've had into this life. And so if I were like, oh, people are not going to appreciate my wisdom, I'm just not going to show up. I'm focusing on all the things that I can't control. So failure is not real. Mistakes are real. Learning is real. Growing is real. Lessons, taking advantage of those lessons, getting back up there, allowing yourself to be a messy and perfect human because perfection is not real. It is literally made up. It's literally made up. Like sit with that. These things that allow you to stop the flow of your natural being are literally made up things. They're not even real. It's just fear. Underneath perfectionism, fear. Underneath control, fear. Underneath this idea of failure, fear. Underneath judgment, fear. Underneath comparison, fear. There's always a root emotion. So none of those things are actually real. What's real is the emotion that you feel underneath them. But there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as failing. There's no such thing as being able to control because we can't. We literally can't. And we spin our wheels trying to do it and we can't. So the sooner you get to the root emotion, because you're a human being, and that is real, you are human, that is real, you have human emotions, that is real, and all of these lies that our brains make up because of what we've been absorbing our whole lives from a lot of bullshit around us, it makes us doubt our own magic and our own power, and what a horrible disservice to us in the world. Okay, so being judged, we talked about that a little bit. What's the worst case scenario if you're judged? Literally think about that. What's the worst case scenario if someone judges you? And I was thinking about this last night in the shower where I do my best thinking. I believe that the external is a reflection of the internal. So I have been someone that I've had to process a lot of shame. I've had to process a lot of, you know, shame that comes up with mistakes I've made or childhood shame, but I haven't been someone who's experienced a lot of judgment that I know of, right? Like people could be judging me in silence, but I haven't had experience with people judging me a lot to my face. I've had people who have broken up with me because they've gotten triggered by me. 
but it didn't feel like they were judging me. It felt like they were misunderstanding me and they weren't able to actually receive what I was saying. And maybe there was some judgment too, but I like to think that it's because it's a reflection of me not judging myself. So yes, if I fuck up, I'm human, right? If I fuck up, I can be hard on myself a thousand percent. Like we're always our own worst critics. I am human. I experience that all the time. But in terms of judging, like, oh, I put out that live and I stumbled on the word, like in terms of like, that's not how my perfectionism shows up. My perfectionism shows up in other ways, but this particular way of just being seen, of putting myself out there, of moving the needle forward in my business For me, it's like, yeah, I have to sit with fear that comes up, but I don't judge myself because I, I know that it's just about getting it out there. It's about just starting. It's about the messy action. And because of that, I don't think I attract a lot of that. So if your fear is being judged, you have to look at what is your own relationship with judgment with yourself? How often are you judging yourself? How often are you being hard on yourself? How often are you like just critiquing yourself? rather than allowing space to be that messy and perfect human. And understanding that judgment comes, that fear of judgment comes from little you. There's that younger part of yourself, that inner child that is so deeply scared that if they're judged, they're gonna be abandoned. If they're criticized, they're gonna be abandoned. That's how our younger selves perceive judgment is that we will literally die. And so relating, because think about it as a child, if you're judged or you're criticized or your parents aren't happy with you, there's a risk of little you thinking, oh, they're not going to meet my needs. They're not going to want me anymore. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I'm going to be left. That's literally how your body perceives it. But the reality is that even if someone judges you, especially as an adult, you are still safe. And so you have to be with that fear of, okay, I might get judged and I'm fearful of that. And I can be with the fear and I can know that if someone judges me, it has nothing to do with me. It just has to do with the reflection of whatever they're struggling with, because judgment is a protector for them. It helps them feel safe. It's easier to judge others than to look at what that person that they're judging is triggering in them. And then fear of trolls and judgment, same thing. It's just, it's understanding that that will happen, right? It will, maybe not as often. Like it doesn't, like I said, I don't experience outward judgment frequently. I've experienced losing people because I've triggered them. I've experienced getting messages in my DMs with them not being happy with the way that I've talked about certain things. Um, And that's part of being a leader. That's part of sharing your wisdom is that not everyone's going to get it. And that's okay. You don't need everyone to get it. The part of you that feels unsafe when someone doesn't get it, that's little you. Because if you are misunderstood or invalidated as a child, again, it goes back to it feeling like you're going to die, but you're not. And I can tell you that, but it's not until you actually put yourself out there and experience it that you allow yourself to show your nervous system that you are safe. Because all of this is, you know, I can say it, but again, you have to literally feel Like, holy shit, I'm dying. This person is judging me. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, I'm dying. Like, literally, you have to feel like you're dying. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, 
I didn't die. I'm alive. Like I can keep going. And it just gets easier as you go because your nervous system doesn't register that judgment as such a threat anymore. So we have to be with the fear and do it anyway. So what this course is really aimed for is allowing you to relate more from that secure attachment than the anxious attachment, the anxiously attached child in you. And really like, I even sent this course to one of my clients who's avoidantly attached because at the end of the day, like we all have a little bit of all of the attachment styles. It's not so clear cut, but some of the modules are just more geared towards anxious attachment where with anxious attachment, there's a lot of like leaning in and grasping and controlling and like this energy, whereas avoidant is like, Oh, I'm just going to stay back here. And so some of the modules are designed to help the anxious lean back. Right. But even if you're avoidant, this course can still be helpful because it's about staying in your power. It's about reparenting little you. It's about understanding how your nervous system is affecting the way in which you're relating to your business. It's about money. It's about client relationships. It's about boundaries. It's about leaning into trust and faith and gratitude and surrendering control. It's about your maladaptive coping mechanisms and your your addictive behaviors, which regardless of attachment style, we all have those, right? So for me, one of my biggest addictive behaviors when it came to blocking me from creating my business was fantasy. I would look at all of these millionaire coaches and I would be like, yeah, like, ah, like I would like dream about it, but I wasn't actually taking steps or actually looking at why am I not believing that I could do that? I would put people on a pedestal and be like, oh, this person has all this money and fame and blah, blah, blah. And I would feel small rather than understanding that if this person could create what they've created, I can create what I want to create. And you can create what you want to create. So it's looking at where you're not believing in yourself. And then I'm going to go through kind of the structure and the module. So you guys get an idea of what you actually will be getting. Um, Cause I love being transparent about that stuff. I hate when people are just like sign up for the shit and you don't even know it's like, okay, that's fun sometimes, but also like, I want to know what's, what's inside. So you guys will be getting three bonus videos. So this is a breathing and co-regulation video. So this is anytime you're in your business and you're fucking freaking out. You're like, I just posted this thing and I don't know, and no one's liking it and no one's seeing it. And it's like fear of being with the unknown. So there's a co-regulation video for me to be there with you co-regulating for when you need that extra support. There's a bonus grounding video, a bonus inner child meditation um, video, which is really, really powerful. I give this one to all my clients because we all have that younger part of ourselves that is just clinging on for dear life. And then we have some other um, just extra videos. Welcome, meet your coach. So I tell you just a little bit about me. Then I give you daily somatic practices to do to aid in your nervous system rewiring from that insecure attachment to that secure attachment. And we do that every day. And then we have the community group in Kajabi to hold you guys accountable. So if you want to share when you've done your daily practices or if anything's coming up, you have me in the group to answer questions, to guide you. You have this lifetime access. So anytime I update it, you'll get the updates as well. 
And then there's some pre-work. So the pre-work is understanding it's videos and prompts and um, written information around internal safety, the nervous system, external saving, what is attack insecure attachment styles, what is anxious attachment, so that you have that foundational understanding of how the nervous system works, how attachment styles work, how inner child healing works, so that you can move on to the modules with a better grasp and all of that. And then module one, oh, I get so excited about this because it's just, it's, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this. So module one is the ways in which anxious attachment shows up in business. So really this, the first step is always being, becoming conscious of what you are asleep to. So I had no idea that my inner child was trying to control things or grasp or attach onto the way that things should go because it was just how my nervous system naturally was wired. So it felt normal to me that like, if I wanted to get a group filled, I would have to like, you know, go and, and do this and reach out to this people and, and email a bunch of people and like action, 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 action. That's like that divine masculine energy. I was not very good at the divine feminine of just like leaning back and trusting and like taking a deep breath and like tending to my fear and all of that. So really becoming conscious of how specifically your attachment style is showing up in your business. And the first step always is becoming aware of that. Cause once you're aware of it, you're then able to shift how you're relating to it. Module two is the art of leaning back. So again, looking at the ways in which you're trying to control everything, needing to know everything. <laughs> I'm just laughing because this was me. <laughs> um, looking at, yeah, how you can allow more space to tend to fear when your protectors of graspiness or external saving come up. External saving was a huge one for me. I literally had to mute all of the business coaches because every time they would sell their offers to me, I'm like, this is the way, this is the way, this person's going to find the way, this is the magic solution, this is going to save me time. Like, I would go to everyone outside of myself and I would just want someone to fucking save me, save me from the fear I was feeling, save me from the shame I was feeling, save me from having to actually put in the work to create my life because that's fucking terrifying. Save me from when little Ray would get so activated because her people were not getting it or understanding it. And I just had to stay connected to my vision. <sighs> External saving. We just hop, we hop from coach to coach to program to program. Like This is going to be it. This is going to be it. My course is meant to guide you home to you so that you fully believe in you. No one can save you but you. No one can build this thing except for you. I don't care what business coach you work with or who you decide as your mentor, get support. Absolutely. You guys know I'm a big fan of that and a big advocate of that, but doing it for support and guidance and healing as opposed to this person's going to just like coddle my inner child and, and save me from having to do the hard, painful work of being in the unknown and being standing with the fire of like, will I be judged? Will I be criticized? So noticing when you are grasping for other things, I used to do this all the damn time. And my mentor would keep bringing me home to me, keep bringing me, knowing that you have to do it. You have to do it. And I'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. It's like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And then I kept doing it and I started to see movement and I was focusing and I stopped leaking my time and energy 
exploring all these programs and offers thinking that would be the magic pill. There is no magic pill. You have to do it. Yes, you can learn about strategy and energetics and heal your nervous system. There is no better strategy or energetics work than healing your nervous system. You can do all the energetic work and mindset work and strategy work in the world. But if your nervous system is still in survival mode, none of it is going to integrate into your cells and land and shift. If it doesn't shift at a nervous system level, it does not shift. So anyway, that was a side tangent about external savings. I talk a lot about that in module two and <laughs> it was a big one for me. And as soon as I stopped looking outside of myself, that's where the magic happened. Module three is let's talk boundaries. So talking about boundaries as in, how do I want to explain this? It's talking about boundaries in a way where you can recognize if you're actually using boundaries as a rigid defense versus an intentional grounded aligned decision. So this one's really sneaky. I have had people who have used boundaries in my relationship with them where they were using it as a way to avoid looking at themselves. They were like, oh, that's my boundary. I don't like that. And it's like, you don't like that because you got triggered, but you're not willing to look at your trigger. If you get triggered, that is yours. That is yours to look at. <clears throat> so we talk about implementing boundaries in a way that feels really nourishing and supportive and grounded rather than from a place of avoiding yourself. You guys sense the theme here. This work is all about coming home to you and not avoiding you. And then module four, <clears throat> orienting back to safety. So I give you guys some tangible tips and coping skills to use. I'm bringing in my, my therapy field days of giving you all the coping skills to use when you're about to head in with a client or an important business meeting and you're freaking the fuck out and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this presentation. I can't do the session. I'm so nervous. And you just need quick tips. So I go through different demonstrations of how to get your nervous system back to safety. Module five is trusting the process. So leaning into faith. Again, we can't do that if we're in survival mode. So orienting, so it's a very intentional flow of these modules. So it's talking about getting you back to safety so that once you're in safety, you can then lean into gratitude, trusting the process faith. Module six is releasing protectors and addictive behaviors, blocking you from abundance. Module seven is the secure entrepreneur and embodied leader in life and biz. And I might actually, I have to go over to see if I've included triggers in module six, but if not, I'm going to add a video on triggers because triggers during your business, everything will fucking trigger you. You're going to see someone doing something. You're going to start comparing. That's going to trigger you. You're going to see a post that triggers you. You're going to have a client say something that triggers you. Triggers are everywhere. And when we're able to actually use them as healing opportunities for our inner child, it lessens the charge behind them. Like I used to get triggered every fucking day. I can't now it's been probably five. No. Yeah. Yeah. Today marks exactly five weeks since the last time I was triggered. I've never gone that long without being triggered. <laughs> it's because the more you get triggered, the more you use it to heal, the less you're going to get triggered. So I'm going to go through it to see if I've already included something on triggers. Cause I can't imagine I haven't talked about triggers in this course. But if I'm missing that, I will certainly add in a module eight for triggers because it is so, so important. 
So that's a beautiful thing about this course is it grows with me as I grow as a secure entrepreneur, because I used to be an incredibly anxiously attached entrepreneur. And it literally took me months to even get clients because I was so scared. I was so graspy. I was so controlling. I was so anxiously attached. I was scared that by me growing my business, I would lose people, which I have. And so I literally had to spend so much time processing the deep pain that this little version of me, little Ray, she's so cute, um, was feeling because I was clinging on. I was grasping to my family. I was grasping to my old ways of relating. I was grasping to TV. I was grasping to shitty food. I was grasping because I was so terrified of like what me building my business would actually require me to let go of because we have to shift. We have to, we have to become the version of ourselves that can hold the desires that we have. So it's almost like we need to give our nervous system time to catch up to what our soul and our brain pictures for us. And so anxious attachment kept me stuck in my business for the first, I don't know, first six months at least. Um, And it really has only been in these past few months. And I've been doing this deep healing work on myself for two years. It's only been these past couple of months that I've really shifted into like my full adult self, which is wild. I feel like, I feel like my inner child is finally feeling safe enough to just stay in there. Like she's there, I'm holding her still, but she's not running the show anymore. And she was running the show for so fucking long. Like you have no idea. All right. So those are the modules as I continue to grow, as I learn more, as I continue my own healing, because I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I plan on doing this work as long as humanly possible, because why wouldn't we want to grow into our highest selves and continue to peel back the layers? Like that's not like I, that's one part I have trouble understanding is like, why wouldn't you want that for yourself? Like, why don't you feel worthy and deserving enough of taking yourself to the farthest, most powerful, abundant, magical place you could go, right? Cause life is this gift. And so time is ticking, even though time doesn't exist all at the same time, it's like, let's be intentional. Let's fucking heal the things that need to be healed. Speaking of healing the things that need to be healed. When you go to checkout for this course, there will be an option to add on four coaching sessions for an extra thousand. So 250 per session with these four sessions, you can use them throughout your time of taking this course because technically it's seven modules plus the pre-work eight. So it's probably like if you do one module per week, which you could honestly do one module per day, but it's totally up to you and how quickly you want to do this course. There's no rush. You could probably do it, let's say in two months or one month, whatever, it's totally up to you, but you can use those sessions throughout the course so that I can help you integrate. So if you're watching a module and you're like, I don't fucking know how to do this, or there's, you can feel that blockage coming up. Like there's something that really needs to be processed. That's what those coaching sessions are for. So Let's see, am I missing anything? Do you guys have any questions? Thank you so much for those of you who are still live with me. And for those listening to the replay or listening on the pod this Friday, you can reach out with any questions as well. The price will continue to go up because again, as I grow and I add to this course, 
whoever buys it at the lowest price will get those updates at no additional cost. But those who are not buying it right now, it will continue to go up as I continue to grow my business, grow this course, grow all of it. So now is probably the lowest it will ever be. So definitely take advantage. I would love to have you in the group. We're going to be answering questions. I'll probably hop in live there and, and do some Q&A or hot seat coaching or all the things. So again, this is for you. If you are at any point in your business and you are ready to just start, you are ready to either start or continue and just feel more confident, more safe in your body, more grounded to start implementing some of these changes and watch how that unblocks you from your dream clients, your dream abundance, your dream offer, you know, just feeling safe to show up and share your magic with the world. So I am so excited for you guys to experience this. I wrote um, in my stories last night about how an online digital course was literally what led me to sitting here right now, because while I was still in the therapy world and my TV addiction, I watched a lot of The Bachelor and on The Bachelor, Crystal Nielsen, who you guys may know, I was doing a lot of her fitness programs. She posted Amanda Francis's book, Rich as Fuck, that I have over there. Then I started following Amanda Francis. Then I discovered her Money Mentality Makeover course. Then I took that course, but then I actually didn't start the course. And then I was in the Facebook group where I posted, what is this coaching world? Like I'm hearing her talk about leaving the therapy world and going to coaching. Like what is coaching? Like what is that? And someone then referred me to my business coach. Then I started my business coaching program, which then led me to meeting Yaro, my current mentor. Woo! And now here I am launching my first course. Like it is one big giant circle. And these are the type of like beautiful synchronicities and full circle moments that you can have when you get the right support in taking the leap and building the internal safety you need to create a business that feels so nourishing and supportive and just better than you could ever imagine. I was talking last night in my Compone Yourself group about hard work and how, yes, building a business is hard. Becoming the, the person that you need to become to be able to hold all of your desires is hard. And staying out of alignment for me was way harder. When I was in the therapy world and I was out of alignment, it felt like my soul was being sucked. I was getting sick. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling depressed. Like it just, it was a different type of hard. And I would choose this hard any day because it's a hard that actually allows me to grow as a human. And then as a byproduct, grow my business as a natural consequence of that. And that's so cool. Like, how cool is that? Like the more that you grow as a human and you heal your shit, which is helping to heal the world, as a natural byproduct of that, you get to grow your business and get to grow your, you know, your impact and your mission and your purpose and like your abundance and your bank account. And like, just, it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship. Like, ah, oh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. So reach out with any questions. Thank you guys so much for, um, for being here and for, learning about the secure entrepreneur and for allowing me to guide you into becoming your most securely attached, badass CEO entrepreneurial self. And I love you all so much. And I will not be on morning tea live for the next two weeks. Cause I'm going to Paris tomorrow. 
I'm going to Paris tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this on Friday, I will be in the sky. Yeah. Flying to Paris on a very long flight. And then Miami. So vacation, here we come. The best thing about this business and like getting to feel the way you want to feel in your business is when you go on vacation, you're not like escaping something. The first time I came to San Diego, I literally felt like I was escaping like the war zone that was my job. <laughs> like literally not to sound dramatic, but that's how it felt. And now when I go on vacation, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like I get to just like write my book and I get to create content. And I get to live my life. And by living my life, I then have more to share with you guys. And it's just like part of my business. And when your business becomes an extension of you, like if you're an artist and then you sell your art, you're already doing art. If you're a healer and you're already living your best life and then you get to help people create their best lives. Like it's just such a beautiful domino effect. So I am excited for the vacay. This is going to be the first time in two years of being in my business that I will be fully off. Like I've done vacations where I've still boxered clients or done remote sessions. This is the first time where I will not be talking to my clients for two weeks, just focusing on me, filling up my own cup. And I am so excited for it. And I will miss them too, because I love talking to my clients. <gasps> All right. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful day and I will see you three weeks from today, I will be doing morning tea live from Miami. So stay tuned. Love you.